We hold these truths to be self-evident. That all men are created equal and endowed by their creator with certain alienable rights. We have a power. And we've raised a spoiled brat representative government that needs to be taken to the woodshed. Are you satisfied with the government that owns you? There are churches who refuse to allow us to use their facilities to teach. Unspoken or even sometimes spoken rule that religion and politics don't mix. You wouldn't dare speak out against the government or somehow resist. Christians have to be involved in politics. God commands it. Every turn of event through history hinged. One person will stand up upon a single person and then everybody else will stand a gym member surrounded by a crowd of supporters was placed in handcuffs a tampa bay pastor has been arrested sentenced to a week in she jail she also and tore up a cease and desist letter we have a posterity waiting for us to say we will not comply so you will be free We have a chance to fight without bloodshed. But every time we comply, we establish a future where our children will not have that option. Why do we sit down when all should be standing? And why do we back down? Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Welcome, everybody, to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal from all over the country, north, south, east, west, Tacoma. Oh, look, they're happy. We, we, we should get a, give a prize to people who are first in the chat room. There we go. <clears throat> <laughs> Uma Ray is looking to be for the first prize for the first one in there. Welcome. Uh, Yorba Linda, California, Elkhart, Indiana. Uh, we've Summersville, Missouri. We're going to be in James. We're going to be in Missouri not too long from now. Uh, we're gonna, <laughs> it's crazy, JC. Our Missouri tour starts in Fenton, Missouri, and then goes all the way across Missouri until we're nearly in Kansas City. So we're going to be doing a multiple city tour through the center of Missouri. And so, James, if you are in that area, go to chrisannhall.com, find out where we're going to be. If, we're, if you're anywhere close, we want to personally invite you to come and see us. Tampa, Florida, Jason's in the – we know Jason – uh, Texas, uh, Tejas, <laughs> lots of, lots of great people in our chat room, Valley Forge, Pennsylvania, uh, oh, Olga, Olga and Herman are in the chat room today. Welcome. Zdrasvitya. <laughs> Happy to have everybody with us. Richard's present. My goodness. Uh, so California here, <laughs> Southern California, right? Central America. That's not really, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's the proper way to put that. 
like Central it. America. Mm-hmm. I look really short today, JC. We got yeah. all this headroom going on. You're about the same height as me. Are you like slouching? <laughs> no. My chair's all. Oh no, it's not all the way down. My no. chair's. I don't know. I guess <laughs> it's your just chair's a sh- up. I'm not used to having all this airspace above my head. You usually yeah. have the camera down a little bit lower. Mm-hmm. Ah, uh, we are. Well, this has to do with something that Sunny posted today to have it shared on Facebook, but it didn't show on chat. There you go. We are being heavily, heavily throttled by the powers that be. Uh, we got two Alabamans in the house. Can I tell you, um, as a linguist, I have a very good ear. I can understand people with almost any accent in the entire world. Am I Uh, lying? Yeah. I have a really good ear. But Alabama is a foreign language I cannot understand. That accent... Challenges your abilities? That The Alabama accent challenges my abilities. So... Possum Grape, Arkansas. That that is an awesome name. Hey, Possum Grape, Arkansas. JC and I are going to be in Bentonville, Arkansas. How far are we from Possum Grape? David, come see us on 4th of July in Bentonville, Arkansas. That's going to be great. You you, you don't have to just come to see me because JC is actually teaching that day too. And I know everybody loves JC more than they love me. He like rolls his eyes when I say that. But I think he does that. It's like a a feigned humility because he knows. Look, he's like, right, whatever. Anyway, he likes it when I brag on him so he doesn't have to brag on himself. (laughs) Walmart. Oh, yeah. Bentonville, that's Walmart, right? That's the Walmart. That's where the Walton's. Sam Walton, the Walmart. Yeah, that's a bit of trivia outside Chris Ann's wheelhouse. I think so. Why would I even know that? Why would I even know that? I only know about Kentucky Fried Chicken because Pastor talks about Kentucky Fried Chicken. I know in the South, you know, Walmart was a big thing. So, you know, we all learned about (laughs) Herman says he's from Lower Alabama. Yeah. (laughs) I thought that was Pensacola. Yeah, right, right. Smoky Mountain. All right. Oh, man. Love to see you guys in here. This is just, ah, Washington State. Look at Idaho. Man, you guys just totally make my day. I'm like, woo. I've, can I just tell you, I've had a very, a very trying day. It's, it's been one of those days, JC, where I have been intellectually taxed from the moment I woke up till the moment I sat here. Just one thing after another. And it's just been one of those days where somebody's like, Chris Ann, you don't work hard. You don't throw concrete. You don't trim trees. You don't, you don't load stuff. So why are you always tired? I'm sorry. It's just, it's pretty taxing sometimes. New Jersey even. All right. The agenda state. <laughs> I don't think that's on your license plates. New Jersey, the agenda state. Let me show you. Uh, Sunny and... Sunny and um, uh, Thaddeus working together to put up a new video here on social media. So I thought that I would share it with you, at least the intro for you, so you can see what we've got going on here today. And what I was talking about, somebody said that we tried to share in Facebook, it's not working. But we want you to share this video 
because this video is on YouTube, it's on Facebook, it's on Instagram. It will help you help us. Here we go. Give me one second just yeah. so you can finish your thought. But I'm just going to get a call out there to everybody. Uh, please just like and share right now. We are being heavily throttled. Uh, heavily throttled. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not... I'm not going to leave these social medias. They're not going to force me out. That's sort of my my rebellious part of it. Plus, everybody's like, why are you staying in Facebook? Why are you staying in, in YouTube? Why are you staying on these platforms? They hate us. I stay because they hate me. And I'm not going to siphon myself to an echo chamber <laughs> when I can actually be with someone, you know, because they hate me. Why did be- that? Was that funny? Because it made me think of and and don't take this as a movie recommendation certainly not for your kids and if you're you know if you don't like foul language <clears throat> but the movie goodwill hunting oh. for if the, <laughs> for those of you who have seen all right i'll let you guys go and <laughs> and find out the rest of jc's story on your own <laughs> so that you can go and and watch that um and, and see, but share that video. Help us get people out there uh, listening and sharing. Uh, big day coming up, JC. Big day coming up. Trying to be not super excited. JC looking at me like, why are you touching me? This is, this is uh, our world premiere of Non-Compliant, July 2nd, 2021. You can find it at noncompliantmovie.com noncompliantmovie.com are we doing good are we on yeah. are we rolling on sounds six good. sounds yeah? good all right super we are doing great yay noncompliantmovie.com this is also something that you need to share for us i'm actually even going to put it in here so you can just type it you can copy and paste it movie.com noncompliantmovie.com yep very good. Noncompliantmovie.com. Well, that's pretty much the sum and total of our Instagram moment for, for today. Because JC didn't post an Instagram today. I did not. I was I was highly occupied. You were highly occupied. We're get, we have a lot of stuff going on in this. Yeah, trying to wrap up day. Uh, wrap up the finishing touches on the uh, Liberty First University's activism boot camp. Yeah. And uh, so we've given uh, we've given that presentation or a version of that a few times to educate, organize, activate that you refer to. And so um, we filmed the pieces and parts of that and just trying to finalize mm-hmm. it. So that should go up this week and um, be available uh, with the launch of Noncompliant Movie. Yep. So it's going to be it's going to be fantastic. So it's kind of the next step. So if you've seen the you know, you watch the noncompliant movie and really lays the foundation and gets into peaceful noncompliance and uh, stand up. And so this is kind of the all right now get plugged in. Let's show you how to organize, how to activate, how to move the ball forward. Right. Um, so I think it's going to be fantastic if you're if you're a, a student at Liberty First University. Uh, LibertyFirstUniversity.com. Then, I think you're going to really, really appreciate this course that we're about to 
uh, about to load on there. Uh, I, I don't know that I'll have the manual quite done when uh, when I launch the course. Maybe, um, maybe not, but very, very shortly after. So there'll be a whole manual that goes with it. Uh, and it's, I mean, it's going to, it's going to be great. And I think if people will take the, um, <clears throat> take the strategies and tactics in there, then it'll really, uh, really help people get going. So there's a lot of people want to pl pr plug in and, and, uh, you know, and it talks about, we talk about many different areas and, and things you can do. So really excited about that. So if you're, if you're a student at Liberty First University, um, get ready uh, look forward to that if you're not you can text the word liberty to five five four 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 that's double five triple four text liberty <laughs> <laughs> to that number and you can join the you did that to the, earlier today and i and you we can were, join the liberty first university's oh, activism yeah. boot camp um, yeah, you did that earlier today. We were on camera. I had to like step on my own toes to stop like myself. WKRP <laughs> 55. Text five, five, four, four, four. That's double, double five, five, triple four. four. <laughs> text Liberty right now to five, five, four, four, four. And join the Liberty First University Activism Bootcamp. Yes. <laughs> Coming to you live from the headquarters in Tampa, Florida. Tampa. You don't Florida. want to miss it's it. Such an overused be there term, Tampa. Or Florida. be square. You might want to call us like the, the rainy. His rain like crazy. I love it. It's awesome. I love, I love it. it. Okay, so Except I'm gonna give sleep. I'm gonna give everybody a preview of uh, some things that are gonna be happening here on operators standing by. Here on the uh, Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal, because you know we like to cover the Supreme Court cases and. The Supreme Court has been pumping out cases at an unprecedented rate. I mean, we're talking just 10 in the last in in their last publication, which is just crazy. Now, I went through all 10 of them. Uh, not all of them are going to be things that are interesting to us, right? But you know, legal geeks like me gonna love the ones that are 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 about standing and you know kind of things because those are the little details, JC, that really make the difference. You know, they're not all glamorous and stuff like the other things, but um, but there are some pretty cool things. But I wanted to let you guys know about two cases that we're going to be talking about once I get a chance to really, really, really dig in. And the first one is uh, Langby, California. Now, what's interesting about Langby, California, uh, if, if you are a legal nerd, um, you'll remember this as the garage door arrest. Do you, did you remember that? Okay. <clears throat> All right. Sounds familiar. So, Mr. Lang is driving home, allegedly, from his party. Mm-hmm. Nate, seriously, Nate. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Mr. Lang was driving home from a party or a friend's house or some affair, right? Uh, and where there was imbibing going on. Okay. And so apparently on the way home. That's drinking, Olga. <laughs> imbibing. They were yes. drinking. Yes. Um, apparently on the way home, he committed some traffic violation. But while he was committing the traffic violation, 
He was also like periodically flashing his lights and honking his horn. Maybe he's just a really happy guy and he wants his car to express his joy the way he feels in the driver's seat. I don't know. So for whatever reason, the officer didn't pull him over on the way, but followed him all the way home. Mr. Lang pulls into his garage, out jumps the officer, runs into the garage, and conducts the traffic stop where he uh, has him demands that he take a breathalyzer. Turns out, you know, he's actually Piani. Piani, right. He's drunk. So, um, depending on what part of the world in, Piani pissed. I I honestly, you know, in that situation, think no harm, no foul. Yeah. Well, Interestingly enough, the the question is about hot pursuit, mm-hmm. which is the exigent circumstance that allows someone to not have to have a warrant. Okay. So the question is, uh, is pursuit of a misdemeanor enough to warrant an officer, to use that word twice, to not have a warrant, not enough to justify an officer to enter into the man's house, right? Because he went into the garage sure. without a warrant. So in pursuit of a misdemeanor, is that enough uh, for an officer to not have a warrant? And the Supreme Court in a 72 opinion said, maybe. Really? Yeah. Maybe. So, <coughs> excuse me. We're not sure. So what, what, what was the final disposition well, of the case then? Well, they, they remanded it, okay? But here's the thing. Why we're going to do this later. Because I want to get in and I want to really, really look at this case because there's three issues. There's the argument of exigent circumstance, which uh, Kagan is one of the two that said, um, no, uh, that's not, we should be able to go in there, whatever. Um, Gorsuch, oh, this is a different case. Gorsuch on the side of the officer, right? So we have exigent circumstance, we have hot pursuit, we have traffic misdemeanor. So there's several Fourth Amendment issues that I want to get in here and and really, really look at. It's just silly. Mm-hmm. You, you, it should be cut and dry. Like, not, not sort of, well, how can we squeeze this in, squeeze that in? No, an officer should know. Oh, man, I got to catch this guy before he gets into his garage. Exactly. You, you should just automatically know that because... If he's drunk should, and he made it home, nobody was hurt what's the yeah. big freaking well, that's, deal that's my first default no harm no foul you know maybe you go up knock on the guy's door like all right bro you know i'm not i didn't pull you over or whatever yeah you, you, you know i made followed you to make sure nothing happened right. or whatever exactly. you got home exactly. saved fortunately nobody was killed but bro no, could we not do this again? You know, it's yeah. it's not a good idea. How do you claim next, hot pursuit? Next time pers- I'm going to get you before you get here. How do you claim hot pursuit when the car didn't even know you were chasing them? Right. I mean, that's that's part of things. So so, so the officer should, uh, officer should automatically know, okay, 
when the guy gets to his property, gets inside, if I'm right. not, if, if I'm not like you haven't even made him aware, first yeah. off, it's not even a pursuit. If you're to me, did he turn his lights on? Like you got to let the guy know yeah, you got to make some indication. I I'm gotta, pursuing. I got to pop in here and really, uh, I, I, I got to get a grip on this. I got to figure out what's going on in this case. That's why I said, I'm going to do it later. But this is something that's really, really interesting. So my interesting. opinion is that's garbage Yeah. that he, he go into the garage. You just need to know, okay, if you're going to pull the guy over, pull the guy over. Yeah. You know, that's, if, if, that's he, my if he's, sort of thing. if he's if you fleeing, lost it, yeah. right, if he's fleeing, you're chasing him, he's trying to evade and he gets, you know, that's one thing. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I think even then, especially if you're talking about you're assuming the guy's driving drunk. He goes into his, his, you know, he's trying to get away from you by going into his house. Even then I would think, okay, go get a warrant. Cause now he's in his house and it's not like you saw him drag a hostage in there. No. Mm -hmm. What can you reasonably assume? Guy's drunk. <laughs> he gets to the house. He's probably going to sleep. So what exigent circumstance is there? What, yeah. what Dane, like, what are you, what are you stopping? You right. know what I mean? Right. So, if you're going to pull him over, pull him over. Don't wait till the guy gets in his house and goes to bed. And then you just roll up in his house or his garage, whatever. Right. Um, I just think just that somebody said the slow roll, you know, just, just you, you push yeah. it inch by inch where it's either a boundary or it's not. And so they start debating, right. can you go into their house without a warrant? Right. When can you go in their house without a warrant? How far can you go? How much can you do? How much can you steal and not have to pay back? You know, all this stuff, which, which, which I'm not making up was a legitimate case out right. of California where the cops took stole coins. And then the court said, no, that's okay. Because you know, whatever. Um, so it's either, it's either a line in the sand or, they're going to spend every moment they can of trying to justify how much they can whittle it away. So I wish we had justices that would say, Hey, there's, you know, it's not much a gray area here. Yeah. It's his house. Go get a warrant. Right. Was exactly. somebody was, was, was he holding somebody hostage? Was somebody about to die? Was there officer safety? Were you protecting the life of somebody else? No, go get a warrant. Well, and that's exactly what my, my default would be as well, because you don't have, now you now you have the officer coming up in his mind with some reason to enter into someone's house which will extend which to another case and another extend, case extend, and another extend, case yeah. and another case until you have no rights whatsoever so uh, Gorsuch's downfall I'd said from the beginning has has always been fourth amendment issues but he has really sort of redeemed himself in several cases so that's why I want to go in this now they call it a 72 so, case so possible strike against Gorsuch yeah I I think if we find a strike, it's going to be he's a like, precedent uh, thing. Like, he's like, I don't know, 20, 25 and two. 25 and two. Yeah. Pretty, he's, pretty, he's, this is going to be an okay a record, but it's, it's going to be interesting to you to know we, that we it was strikes that it was Thomas and Alito who said the court didn't go far enough. Oh yeah. No doubt. <laughs> Thomas and Alito. No, the court Clarence didn't Thomas would be like, yeah, he, he should have threw a, flash grenade in there and burn the house yeah. down and hung the guy in a tree out in the front yard. Yeah. Like where, where's the question? Like somebody should have called in the army and just bombed the house. That, like that's Clarence Thomas's view. Yeah. Yeah. But it was Roberts and Alito that formed the two. Uh, Thomas pursuit. concurred in part 
and changed the way he had it. He's like, I agree, but we didn't go far enough kind of thing, you know. So anyway, <laughs> Kill them all. I'm going to I'm going to dig into this because, that, like I said, there's some there's some really big there's some really big issues that could have long standing uh results here for us like i said this is lang v california the other case i'm gonna look into is cedar point nursery which is not like childcare; it's plants right. okay so cedar point nursery versus hasid now this is a property rights case this is also a um interestingly enough a union case mm-hmm. uh where the court, let's see, we have um, Roberts writes the opinion, Thomas, Alito, Gorsuch, and Kavanaugh, and Barrett join, and then the three liberals dissent, Breyer, Sotomayor, and Kagan. So here's the facts behind this case, this Cedar Point nursery case. Can a union enter onto, can, can labor laws allow unions to enter onto private property without permission in order to organize a union? So what had happened was the labor laws said in California that a labor union can go on to some private business property without the business owner's permission to organize a union in that business. And Cedar Point Nursery said, oh, hell no. That's private property. And so the question is, and this is the interesting part, is it a taking of property when the law allows a union to go on to private property without permission? Yeah, as long as they didn't stay there. Yeah. It wasn't permanent, so right. it's okay, which is yeah. just preposterous how they come up but here's the with thing. this line of thinking. The court held that it was a taking. Yeah. It was a violation of the Cedar Point Nursery's private property rights for the law to say that the labor union had, can go on to property without permission. Now, you read the, the California's... Uh, you know, the, the state's argument. Well, it can't be a taking because it was temporary, right? So you see where I'm going with this, JC. You see how big this could be, mm-hmm. right? Especially with all this COVID shutdown stuff. This is the exact argument that yeah. I have been trying to teach people, which that Florida legislator practically cussed me out after I taught this. Right. That if it's just temporary, it's It's not a taking. Now we have a Supreme Court opinion, Cedar Point Nursery v. Hassad, or Hasid, where the Supreme Court says it's a taking even if it's temporary. Mm -hmm. So this is really, really a good case. I'm, I'm, again, really rather shocked that Roberts has written an opinion that goes contrary to the labor unions. Yeah, it, it's that boundary thing again. Like, what what do you, what does it even mean? It's, it's, well, it wasn't permanent. Okay, like permanent as in forever? Yeah. Like, how do you calculate that? Yeah. W- oh. when, when, is, when is it not permanent? So they only stayed a day, two days, two weeks, 
30 mm-hmm. days, three months, right. two years, because it could end in like 57 right. years and not be permanent. Right. And in the California, the, the California public officials say, oh, well, that's that's not actually a taking. Right. Because just before the universe explodes, we're going to we're going to leave. Mm-hmm. So it was temporary. Right. It wasn't permanent. Right. I, I just how do you how do you get that freaking stupid and yeah. be such a tyrant and have just no respect for liberty at all to come up with this obviously BS argument? Yeah. Let, let's just be clear. I mean, th- this is how these tyrants think. Now, what's interesting, I can't wait to bump into this dissent because in the dissent, uh, the dissent says that um, some of the invasions are needed. There are some reasons by which the government <laughs> like, oh, well, I haven't been shot this week. So some invasions are necessary. Okay. Isolated physical invasions are, are, well, not, I don't think that's the one that I'm looking for. But anyway, they make the argument temporary invasions, <laughs> isolated invasions. These kind of invasions are sometimes government-authorized physical evasions will not amount to takings because they are consistent with long-standing background restrictions on property rights, mm-hmm. right? So when the government, and I, I love the use of this word invasion, yeah. is that as if that has some kind of positive connotation? Well, I'm supposed to be okay with the government in physically invading my property. Mm-hmm. But, or they're letting you know who owns the property. Yeah, exactly. Well, but the use of the word invasion gives you an understanding that they kind of know to a certain extent, they don't own things. Right. Right? It's not theirs. But I don't know. I can't wait. I can't wait to get into this. But this whole thing about uh, invasions uh, are, are necessary. Yeah. Isolated physical invasions not undertaken pursuant to a granted right of access are properly assessed as individual torts than appropriations of property rights. Bunch of weasels. I know it's just incredible. It's absolutely incredible, but that's that's where the three libs go, right? The three libs are like, "Hey, um, we're the government, and you must obey," and that's where they are. Right. Tell it to Sammy and Vicky Weaver. Exactly. I right. mean, this is uh, well. That's what they use the the, the whole handling thing. of. Like I think about the whole takings, like well, it's a whole debate of whether it's a taking, whether why was that a why is the takings? Why is that the center of the argument? Because people had to literally find something in order to defend their property. So, oh, maybe we can protect this under the notion of takings. And I have to argue that because that's their whole M.O. is to take the law and twist it. These right. twisting the law and twisting uh, interpretations and distorting meanings just so they can justify violating your rights right. and, and, and try to you know, avoid any accountability. Uh, we don't have to give you compensation. Offense. We don't have to do anything. So they have all these, readily all the judges and government lawyers 
paid by the people they're abusing yeah who spend their day trying to come up with justifications of why they can well, abuse the people that are paying their salary now here's the thing because somebody's gonna say but labor unions aren't government it's not about labor unions being government or not it's about the fact that the law which is the force of government giving one private entity the authority to enter another private entity's property without permission mm. right so the taking comes because the law is allowing is is giving property access to a private company to go on to another private company's property well the truth is in most places unions are extension of government anyway yeah. this is well, this but, is the thing we talked but this about is before proof that they are because the right. government is writing laws Right. The government would never write a law that says Chris Ann Hall has the right to go on somebody else's property. Right. But they can write a law that says labor unions this is have the right to go on private property without permission. And we've talked about this on numerous occasions. This is what this is the government's um, technique now to mm -hmm. use non-governmental entities to weaponize. These, yeah. To weaponize <clears throat> them against people to do what the government uh, couldn't do because of these mechanisms that we're supposed to have to hold them accountable right and so they just farm out their oppression right. and corruption to private entities right so that they can avoid that and the private entities don't have the same restrictions relative to uh constitutional restraints right exactly exactly that's the danger of public private partnerships just like right. just like these social media companies and Google and Facebook and whatever, basically acting as arms of the Democrat Party and which itself is a private corporate club. It's also a non-governmental entity. Mm -hmm. So the government itself works through this non-governmental entity, the Democrat Party, who then essentially uh, contracts with big tech, big media to do their bidding and, and this is what puts up the shields for people, people's rights being secure. And then it whips up people in a frenzy to ask the government to do things to protect them. And then those solutions actually become detrimental to the people's own rights. Right. That were targeted in the first place. So they put us in this lose-lose situation by co-opting all of these private corporations and private entities and weaponizing them against the people. This this is just like back in the days of Rockefeller mm -hmm. and the robber barons. Yep. And so I'll say it one more time, these modern robber barons that we've seen in big tech, big media, and now many other of these non-governmental organizations. This is the technique of this current tyrannical government. And mm -hmm. It's one of the primary things that is, one, destroying this nation and leading to the so-called white rage. Okay, so this is, but this is really. <laughs> you want to know why people are is, pissed off. That's why people are pissed off. You know, this is really going to, this case could really give us some headway, though, because we have the Supreme Court siding against the labor union, siding against the state of California, siding against the law, and in favor of property rights, giving us a really good precedent uh, or at least potentially, I haven't read the case yet, I'm going to look at it, because you know they have a way of writing things with holes in them anyway, but uh, potentially establishing a precedent for us to combat these, because this is Supreme Court now, you have to understand the climate that we're in 
is that the Supreme Court is the oligarch, right? So what they say is the truth. And so now what we have is an argument from the Supreme Court that temporary equals taking. And so that's, that's really going to be important for us with all these lockdowns. It's going to be really, really important. And I see yeah, this as, trying a, to bring as a all little victory. I really am. And I, I, I suspect that's why the not only, you know, the, the three liberals, right? I suspect they saw where the potential was. I suspect because these guys are all the lockdown people and nece- necessary lockdown whatever, and the invasions are necessary, right? So um, rights are not absolute, this sort of crazy stuff. So anyway, this is going to be a really, really good place for us to, to jump into and a really good way for us to to make argument because, you know, the whole Delta strain thing running through. And oh, yeah, they're trying to, to trying to lock us down yeah, again. They're trying to bring these lockdowns and all this nonsense. Back. We can't do that. We can't allow that to happen anymore. And I'm going to say I'm going to call I'm going to call the Cedar Point case a victory for us. And again, like I said, the Supreme Court is just I don't know, somebody like fit put red bull in their water or something i don't even know what where all this energy comes from maybe it's because they're not sitting around waiting for uh ruth bader ginsburg anymore right maybe they're not waiting for her to catch up and they're able to put out more work now because they're not you know having to deal with they're not having to deal with you know weekend at bernie's i got i I have a representative that i like now jc okay victoria sparts have you seen anything of her? I've not. I understand she she's is a Ukrainian Republican, and born. she is in Indiana. She is an uh, she is in the House of Representatives. She was a state senator in Indiana, mm-hmm. and she's from Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And so I I sort of got I, I met her um, because I got pulled I got sucked into this this questioning of the FBI director. There's like four almost five hours of questioning of the FBI director, Christopher Ray, And I ran into some things that, that you know, she said. And, and, you know, we have these people. Can, I'm going to. All right, guys. Look. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not bashing Matt Gates. okay? Totally not bashing Matt Gates, But here's my problem with this whole thing you get like five minutes tops less than that mm-hmm. and you've got the fbi director in front of you and i can't even i first off i wouldn't everybody even everybody has an off day I, I i wouldn't know how to sort of cornhole everything that i want to ask the fbi director in five minutes because mm-hmm. there's so much crap out of line but he spends the limited amount of time he has arguing about why we won't admit that the virus came from China. I'm like, at what point now does that even matter? I, I, okay, so what's that going to do for us? What does that have to do with the people of America? The fact that the FBI is searching and seizing our property without warrants. The FBI is all in our stuff. We have people being arrested by the FBI because of January 6th who are being detained without charges, Mm -hmm. right? The whole, I understand it's, I understand that it's a problem, 
that the government won't admit that this came from a lab. But for me, it just felt so much like Trump. Like he was just making this all about, he had to spend his few minutes arguing about a Trump issue. To vindicate to, President to Trump. Visit, vindicate President Trump. Trump said it came from China and he was right. And and I'm like, okay, great. Gates, we get that. I don't think anybody disputes that. And even if it is disputed, that and $5 will buy you some coffee at Starbucks. It makes no difference anymore. Unless, you know, well, I can't even see how it makes any difference other than for vindication, right? Because once again, in the grand scheme of things, again, I am not a never Trumper. I am not a sycophant. I am whatever. In the grand scheme of things, when you're looking, I'm going to put his face up there so you can see his face. When you are looking at the director of the FBI and all the stuff that's happening and you're a liberty guy, Wuhan, really? (laughs) Really? Because I was like, oh, yeah, Gates, let's see. And I was like... Kidding me? Come on, people. Come on, people. It's a dog and pony show anyway because we're going to yeah. learn some things, but Congress is going to do squat. Right. Nothing. So this is funny. Okay, so I'm going to play this for you. I'm sticking with everybody has a bad day. At, well, everybody has a bad day. Here's the problem. Bad day or not. Wasted his moment. You wasted your moment and, and stop getting sucked into the Trump thing. Right. Stop it, my friend. Yeah, I think it, it would only it. matter. Like the Stop question it. would be if you have evidence of this being known and then somebody in the, in the American government covered it up uh-huh. because of some yeah. conflict of interest yeah. or benefit or whatever. That's that's one thing. Yeah. But just the political narrative, <sighs> you know, brownie points is. I mean, we said the same thing when you have candidates coming up now in 2022, right? And he's not going to, this guy's not going to admit to you anyway. No, 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 no. Oh my goodness. It almost doesn't matter what you ask. This dude, seriously, he needs to be a ballerina. Because the way he dances around stuff, oh, expert. Now he does say some amazing things, right? But you and I were talking the other day, even about candidates who are running in 2022. Even now... Again, I'm not a never Trumper, but you see these candidates whose entire platform is Donald Trump, right? I'm like, tell me something that you have yeah. that's your what do, own. What do you stand for? What do you, what do you stand believe? For? What do you believe? Stop, <laughs> stop doing the Trump thing with me, please. Yeah. Will you please stop it? Okay. Yeah, I, was, I, I was looking at a candidate nearby then the whole, you know, 16 point platform. And the, and the whole message was, you know, we're going to carry on the Trump agenda and every Every other paragraph was something about Trump. Like, bro, this is your campaign website. And what is your platform? So you only want Trump loyalists to vote for you? Is that is that your strategy? So it's a it's a it's a I'm I'm shocked that now in this upcoming election, there are still candidates whose strategy is I'm going to ride the coattails of Donald Trump in order to get an office. Uh, uh, seriously. I, I don't know if you noticed Trump's not even on the ballot nor in office. So it's a, 
it's a it's a strange it's, no it's it's pathetically, lack of strategy no it's pathetically disappointing because it, it's unfortunate reflection of of the nature of cult of personality it's an unfortunate nature that politics is more about personality than it is about principle. Right. Yeah, yeah. And you need to be, as a candidate, somebody who can show me that you're a principled person so that we can do, you know, we can work together. Because if all you've got is somebody else's yeah. principles, referencing then when an, you get there, you'll be nobody. Right. Referencing another politic, like, you want to know what I believe? Go look at his platform and his policies. Yeah. Like, wait a Thank minute. Thank you, Quantum. And on the same <laughs> respect, if you're going to sit up and run and say, I'm going to do everything opposite of Trump, you're the same problem. Okay. If you blame all the problems on Trump, then you're the same problem yeah, as the guy the who's thing. riding the coattails. Right. You know, Peter, seriously. We, this, it, it just, it's bizarre to me. It's, it's bizarre. Like, yeah. especially I, the guy I was looking at has campaign manager. Like, really? That's what your campaign manager is telling you to do, or you're just not listening. Let me know that campaign listening. manager's name so I know. I, I I've actually ever run think, to office, I don't ever yeah, hire them. I actually them, think so. he's just not listening because uh, he was sent suggestions about some other things <laughs> and said, you know, I'm no, I'm sticking with this. Sorry, I don't mean to okay. laugh. People see me looking and laughing. Mac is <laughs> Mac is sleeping next to me, and he's over here dreaming, and it's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So anyway, back to Christopher Ray. Now, Christopher Ray is about to do for his first ballerina act to talk about why the FBI is not arresting people from, you know, the BLM and Antifa riots, mm -hmm. holding them without charges indefinitely. Mm -hmm. But it's okay to do it for January 6th. So let me go ahead and play this for you. It's a minute and 30 seconds. Provable offense is a state or local charge rather than the availability of a, of a ready-made federal charge. And to some extent, what you're seeing related to January 6th is that because a lot of the activity that was engaged in uh, fairly straightforwardly implicates federal crimes, namely breaching federal property, going inside the Capitol, interfering with Congress, et cetera, it's, um, it's easier to bring federal charges in that attack than it was over the summer. So a lot of those state and local prosecutions that you're referring to from over the summer have had our Joint Terrorism Task Force working closely with Ray, our state Ray, I've local I've got five partners. seconds yeah. left, but I just want to mention uh, there were attacks on federal facilities and cities across the United States. Yes, and, and so that's the other piece of it, right? We have lots of investigations, lots of federal investigations. Like I mentioned, I think, in my opening remarks, I think essentially all of our 56 field offices have been investigating activity there and we are looking for things that are of course harder to drill into but we're looking for things like funding like logistics like coordination um and so the, a lot of these gets down to no, questions of how readily available is the evidence how clear is the federal jurisdiction but when we have charges that we can bring federally we're all in we're all in i mean you know some of these are offenses most that, readily proven that is offense. such is a state baloney. or local charge, rather. That is such baloney, right? Well, of all the things that happened over the summer, right, at the federal courthouse, right? Oh, there wasn't anything, you know, obvious. There were no low-hanging fruits there. We have to work to find a federal crime. Yeah. We're looking at it. Really? Who, who's being indefinitely detained? Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
for for I mean some of the people as I've said before that they're still holding for for much less like doing And did you catch this Jesse? Anything. Oh, well, you know, state and local crimes. We're letting the state do it, right? Because the state's rights and state's power and this is yeah. a state issue. Yeah, that's convenient. Yeah, that's all <laughs> It's also a lie Convenient because the argument. FBI doesn't care about states. No. They don't care about states' rights, states' laws. As a matter of fact, this dude will be the first one who comes on and says, oh, we outrank you, right? So the whole thing is just a complete farce. Now, this is actually uh, Louis Gohmert. So Louis Gohmert is about to ask, um, Louis Gohmert is asking Ray about January 6th as well. And he's asking them about weapons, okay? Listen yeah. to this, this is, this is crazy. It's the third group. Uh, oh, sorry, I'll start a lot it of the more uh, And that is criminal, that is a violation, and it needs, those laws need to be enforced. And then there's the third group, uh, which is where you're seeing a lot of the arrests and a lot of the more significant charges that are coming out of our work right now, which are the people who brought all sorts of weapons, uh, you know, Kevlar, tactical vests, uh, you know, bear spray. Firearms? What's that? Anybody bring you firearms? Get, gentlemen. Uh, do we have, I can think of at least one instance where there was an individual with a gun inside the Capitol, but for the most part, the weapons were weapons other than firearms. But Like Kevlar. Weapons other than firearms. Yeah, he lists, Kevlar. He, he lists the weapons other than Kevlar, firearms. Kevlar, flak vests. <laughs> That's not a weapon. Wait, That's let's, not a weapon. let's see what the FBI considers a weapon. You need to know this because right you need to know what the FBI that... considers a weapon because watch the regulations coming right significant charges that are coming out of our work right now which are the people who brought all sorts of weapons uh you know kevlar tactical vests uh, you know bear spray. firearms what's that? anybody bring you firearms get, gentlemen uh do we have i can think of <laughs> at least one instance where there was kevlar uh, bear spray one maybe well one, one one actually brought a weapon so there was one one, one weapon one weapon but we got to lock but, but down were, but 30 the... people without a freaking warrant, without due process, <laughs> because they brought Kevlar. It was the non-weapon weapons. The non-weapon. So were there firearms? Kevlar. Well, maybe one. Tactical vests. Really? Clothing is now a weapon, weapon. in the eyes of the FBI. Mm -hmm. Clothing is now weapon. a weapon. Now, this. And bear spray. And bear spray. Is that what he said? Was about yeah, yeah, that was the other one. Bear so spray. Bear spray. Bear spray. Bear spray. Because I mean, bear spray. You, you know, I mean, we've we've all seen the we've all seen the movies and the documentaries of of all the great crimes that were committed with bear spray. I mean, it's like a that's like a major weapon of Al Capone. Yeah. Bear spray. Right. So we know that's that's a. That's a major weapon. So they got to talk about the weapons being Kevlar and I think JFK you know, was actually whatever. killed with bear spray. With bear spray, yeah. They have to talk about this because once again, they have to somehow deflect from what happened over the summer, where they actually had weapons, right? So he's like, yeah. you know, and, we and have he, all these arrests because <laughs> all these people brought all these weapons into the Capitol building, Kevlar and yeah. tactical any, vests and any, bear spray. Any firearms, sir? Well, maybe one, but but there were jackets. 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 Definitely, definitely jackets. Yeah, definitely jackets. Definitely jackets. Definitely and, and, bear and, spray. And cans. Cans. Uh, cans bear spray. that would project 
um, ground up jalapenos. Yes, there, there were those. Oh, ground, yeah, it, major it is, weapon. But there. no firearms. Well, maybe one. Might have been one. Maybe. But they had jalapenos. But, but there were other non-weapons. They had jalapenos. We know they had jalapenos. So we've got <sighs> to arrest everybody, and we've got to keep them in custody so we can investigate the propelled jalapenos. Meanwhile, in the summer, we've got people with bricks throwing frozen water bottles, which, right, right. you know. It's not a weapon. Not a weapon. Bricks are not a weapon. Frozen bottle water, water bottles are not a weapon. Um, Molotov cocktails, those are not, not a, weapon. a weapon. Not a weapon. Yeah. Uh, we saw a guy with a machete. Not, not, not a, a weapon. weapon. Not a weapon. But if you got jalapenos, in if you camp. got jalapenos and jackets. Yeah. Jackets and jalapenos. Weapons. Yeah, weapons. Weapons. Jackets and jalapenos. That's where we are. Now, this one, JC, is a little bit longer. We're going to watch this video for a little bit longer, but I'm actually going to bounce through it a little bit because I want you to see what the FBI says in this. Oh, thank you. All right. Turn up the volume right away. There we go. All right. So, this is Jeffries. Mm-hmm. Hakeem Jeffries. Hakeem Jeffries, a Democrat from New York. Now let me, let me, oh my gosh. So you know how I am. I watched this first. I had no idea who Hakeem Jeffries was. I didn't know what his job was before he went. But I watched this and I thought, this guy is an attorney. This guy is an attorney. I want you to, and this is a test for you, JC. I want you to see if you can see the one thing in the way he asked questions that made me know he was, he was actually an attorney who went to law school and was trained. I just immediately noticed the props. Yeah. You got to have two, was, not, not just one flag, looks, but this looks like two, a, flags two flags. And it's pinned to the wall on this side. Oh, yeah, it is. It's apparently it? taped to this picture on the other side. Because yeah, obviously, look at that. I mean, obviously, in his office, surely the flag is not normally taped, pinned to the wall and yeah. taped to the picture. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure. I'm sure. But in, normally in his office, those two flags so, are not right so there. So here, either. this. America hating Democrat is looking, you know, trying to find symbols <laughs> to demonstrate his love for America. Yeah. So and then my eyes were drawn to this picture over here because I was like, what the heck is that? I was. It, it, I hope that's not some relative because he looks like an alien, like the greys. I don't know. Look some at the statue it's just or something. weird. A statue in some a house coat. I don't, know. I don't know. It's just really weird. I anyway. And then, I don't know what this picture is of him, but you're right, the whole props thing, right? We gotta be this. Now watch this, okay? This is, this is gonna go on for a little while, so don't let your attention waver. Here we go. And so let me begin, uh, Director Ray, by just urging you and the FBI to dedicate all necessary resources to deal with and address this scourge. Uh, Director Ray. Scourge. Violent white supremacy is the most persistent and lethal threat to the American homeland, correct? We, well, the way we look at it, we've categorized it. I think we're saying the same thing, but just to be clear, we have elevated racially motivated violent extremism, the vast majority of which is motivated by uh, uh, advocacy on behalf of white superiority as at, at our highest threat priority level. Show the statistics. Uh, that's commensurate with ISIS. 
Uh, and it is certainly true that over the last few commensurate years, commensurate with ISIS. Yes, I'm going to pause there because that's exactly what? what he said. White supremacy in America is commensurate of ISIS. Where are the statistics? Well, of course they don't they, ask they're that. They're still not showing this. They've been banging this drum about racial violence motivated by white supremacy being the number one threat as the most at the lethal level, he said yeah, the most, most lethal, lethal which means threat kill, to killing America. as many people as ISIS ISIS commensurate of ISIS you would you know and and of course um if that were true those statistics would be everywhere Yes. You, you would not be able to go anywhere. If this were true, JC, they would have the entire country on a lockdown. Of course. They would use this as an excuse right. to strip you of every right you've had. Right. It would be on the TV 24-7, pushing people to live in fear, mm-hmm. right? They can't go out of their house because of this. Now, wait, we're going to keep going. I told you it was a little bit longer. Attacks here in the homeland... Uh, have been by individuals of that racially motivated violent extremist uh, category, specifically those advocating mm-hmm. for the superiority of the white race. Right, otherwise known as white supremacists. Uh, so the largest group, just to clarify, of racially motivated violent extremists are white supremacist organizations. Is that right? Well, I wouldn't say organizations, but individuals. The largest well, portion. That's not me stopping it, by the way. The largest portion of, of domestic terrorist investigations that we have and, uh, and arrests or investigations of the racially well, motivated. About- yeah, so okay, there you me. have it. Uh, let me ask you about organizations. Wait, wait, wait. Highest number of, of investigations. investigations. So it's a nice equivocation yeah, he makes see? there. So you, see what so, you learn when you let them talk. Yeah, so he actually reveals what he actually reveals what the statement really means Mm -hmm. so commensurate with isis whatever so obviously the numbers Mm -hmm. of actual violent acts motivated by white supremacy don't exist right okay so he's referring to the number of investigations they have right about that right which is commensurate to the number of investigations that they have with isis (laughs) well that would be none probably but but what's interesting, JC, is... But then you think about what they call racial motivated and, mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff. I mean, imagine the numbers could be astronomical. I mean, you listen to... Uh, well, I wanted, to, I wanted to bring on the Scottie Pippen interview today. So if, go look up. Maybe bring it up the next episode or something. We can do something. it tomorrow. But, but go, Let's go, do it tomorrow. Go look on Yahoo Sports... Uh, for the article now about Scottie Pippen says that um, Phil Jackson was motivated by racism. So he's a racist, and that's why he made the decisions that he made. So Scottie, Phil Jackson chose a black man over a black man, no, no, and that made no. him racist. Phil Jackson chose Tony. Cook, told okay. Scottie Pippen to pass the ball for the shot to Tony, Tony Kukoc, oh. and so he was trying to elevate Kukoc who was white because Phil Jackson's a racist, not because he wanted to win the game, but because he's racist. So that's what I'm saying. You got here. Here's that kind of thinking with Mr. Ray, all these investigations we have of these things. Well, look at what everybody's, all of these people say is racism. Mm-hmm. Tony Kukoc shooting the shot 
is racism. So they're in light of all the things that they see as racist, there could be millions of investigations going on because everything know, under the sun to them no man, is racially no man motivated. Prepper says, how did white people become the enemy? Let's, let's, let's just be very clear here, okay? It's not about white people, actually, because in China, they were all Chinese, and they did the same, Mao did the same thing. They mm. all looked alike. In um, Rwanda, they all were black. But you see, it's about finding that nuanced of division. And for America, because we have such a diverse population of skin color, this is the easiest way to do that, right? So it's all about division. It just so happens to be more convenient for them here. So let me go ahead and, and, and continue, because I got lots of good stuff here. Well, if you're a black conservative, you can throw The Keepers are a white supremacist organization, true? Which is false. Uh, I'm not sure that I can characterize their ideology. I would say that we have charged a number of individuals related to specific terrorist activity. Or Now pay attention because this is really, really going to tick this representative off. That he won't, with, the FBI director refuses to classify the Oath Keepers as a group, as a racist hate group. Violent activity, maybe is a better way of putting it who self-identify with the Oath Keepers. And I think some of those individuals are ones that, that we would yeah. put in this racially motivated violent extremist category. No, uh, we also have a number of such investigations of individuals who self-identify with the Proud Boys uh, in a similar vein. But again, in each of those instances, we're not charging them for their membership in Oath Keepers or Proud Boys. We're charging them based on their, their violent criminal activity. I understood the FBI respects the First Amendment, so do we in Congress, and we, we can agree on that. Uh, you anticipated my next question. The Oath Keepers clearly are a white supremacist organization. That's my observation, not yours. Uh, wait, wait uh, for but it. Happy to have you join me in that characterization. Would you say that the neo-Nazis are a white supremacist organization? There well, is no, I certainly, when I use no the term neo-Nazis, I think yeah. of them as people who are advocating for white supremacy. That's at least the way I think of that term. But that's okay. not an organization. I'm wondering, why is the FBI generally reluctant to use the term violent white supremacy? I don't, I mean, I think we use the term racially motivated violent extremism partly because we're trying to make clear to our people And everyone who's involved that our focus that doesn't mean everybody else's focus but our focus is on the violence and so part of the reason we changed some of our nomenclature was to make especially sure that what's important to us and it gets back to this idea that we have one standard it doesn't matter what your motivation is or how abhorrent or despicable your motivation is what we have to be focused on is the violence I understand that uh, the violence is largely being driven by that's not what uh, white initially. supremacy as an ideology. If you don't name the problem and claim the problem, it seems to me that it name the problem and claim the problem. It's mm -hmm. hard to tame the problem. That's why I'm raising uh, this particular uh, issue. In terms of domestic terrorism, uh, I think you've testified in the past that this is uh, a growing problem that we've experienced in America, correct? Domestic terrorism? Absolutely. That's correct. Yes. And 
I would argue that it is actually a problem that has been with us uh, for centuries. We know that the KKK was founded in 1865 as a terrorist organization. Uh, we know that the lynchings that took place in the 1800s and the 1900s by the Democrats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So did you catch that? So what was the thing that made me <laughs> made me think right away that he was an attorney? The way he ended everything with correct, correct, uh -huh. correct. He was leading him. But the problem was he was the, the FBI director wasn't buying it, right? But he, and he contra Ray contradicts himself. Right. He says, we're, well, we're just focused on the violence. Well, he just said initially to the first question that white supremacy was the greatest threat commensurate with ISIS. So clearly right. you're, you're not focused on the violence because, one, that's not a true statement. I want to just follow up on there, there are the no response. statistics or evidence that back that up. Right. So that, that's a total garbage statement. Uh, that's that's purely reveals his political bias. Right, right. The dude's an idiot. Yeah, I want to. I'm trying to load up. One so he more. ought to be focused on the bias. Another right. another way we know that that's a lie is because of all the people locked up right now who are not who are not even charged with violence. Right. It's not about violence. Okay, so the next person I'm going to put up here. Um, I forget her name. Okay, so I want to I want to bring up this one. This is a little bit. This thing is just crazy. This little time stampy thing. Anyway, um, remember what he said about individuals and not groups. Remember what he said about um about being focused on violence yeah okay the violent action of individuals violent action of individuals not the so ideology of any group right right and he said he would not characterize oath keepers as a white supremacist organization right because they don't care about white supremacy they care about violent acts and so as soon as i get this next piece queued up there we go i'm gonna go ahead and reshare this really quick and I want us to listen to the next line of questioning, which is actually a backwards kind of line of questioning because it went back in time, but these people don't work that way. So here we go. <laughs> On June 3rd of this year, Politico reported that the Justice Department is now investigating a Democrat lobbying firm for failing to comply with FARA and its representation of Burisma Holdings while Hunter Biden served on its board. And up until about a week ago, Sorry, this, um, this, uh, when this news was first reported, there was a, a very real perception that enhanced enforcement is being used only against Republicans and conservatives. So the question is, can you confirm the FBI's commitment to fervently pursue these violations, as you said, more aggressively, but to do it regardless of the political party affiliations of the subject of the investigation? I think political party affiliations should have zero place in our decision to enforce the Foreign Agents Registration Act or any other statute. Um, and you can be sure that as long as I have anything I to have say no about idea. it, we're going to enforce it in an even-handed way. Hold on, I'm going to pop out of here uh, real quick because I can't political see what's going on. I don't even know I, if I'm in the right. There we go. All right, we're in a time stamp. All right, we're good. Here we go. Got 19 seconds left. I'll just say that even and 
And All right, so we're talking about this next line of questioning, I want you to remember what he said in our republic about violence, people, can, people they, violent they actors, and he didn't care about groups. If they think that Lady Justice is a symbol, has the blindfold up and she's peering beneath it, then we lose a, an important element that holds the republic together. I'm out of time. I yield back. Thank you for your time. Gentlemen, yields, yields back, Ms. Bass. Um, well, first of all, thank you very much for your service, uh, Director Ray. And I also want to thank you Bass. for finally abandoning the category of black identity extremists likely motivated to target law enforcement. My understanding now is that there is a new category, racially or ethnically motivated violent extremists. And uh, um, I'm actually concerned about this as well. I'm concerned about it because of the FBI's long history of collapsing black activism in the fight for civil rights and especially against police abuse with terrorism. So even in this document, several black individuals and one organization is included along with well-known white supremacist domestic organizations, uh, domestic terrorist organizations. Um, the FBI says from 2015 through 2019, approximately 846 individuals were arrested for domestic terrorism. And I wanted to know uh, how many of these were African-American. So let's summarize. If you're black, you're a civil rights activist. If you're white, you're a domestic terrorist. Got it. That's exactly what she just said. Uh, Congresswoman, I, I appreciate your comments about uh, the changes we made in response uh, to some of the conversations we had in early in my tenure uh, on the so-called BIE issue. The particular document you're reading from, I'm not sure sitting here right now that I'm, I'm certain which document you're referring to, so maybe the best thing to do there would be for us to have my staff follow up with yours and be sure that I'm answering. Yeah. Let me ask you several other questions. Do you know of any black domestic terrorist organization? Uh, could, you tell me their, could you tell me their names and what attacks that they have landed? I wanted to know if you consider our, if the movement for black lives or black lives matter uh, is, a, is considered a racially motivated violent extremist organization. Yes, ma'am. Uh, so th th I appreciate the question because this is something that I think is important for me to be able to clarify really across the spectrum. So the first point that's really important here is that we don't designate domestic terrorist organizations, period. Unlike on the that's foreign a lie, terrorist by the way. Uh, enforcement side where there's a specific statutory scheme for designating terrorist organizations, there is no such scheme for domestic terrorism whether it's on the, uh, in the end that you're talking about. Now, he previously used that characterization it. in the answers he gave. Right. Now, listen to but what he says. There's Many no times. statutory <laughs> designation, so we don't have a statutory designation the, at the domestic level. He didn't say they don't call them that. Yeah. He's why saying is he there's throwing no statutory that, designation. So why is he throwing that? He said, we don't, we don't classify them. Well, why, why are you throwing that term around then? Yeah. So he yeah. just admitted he's just they're just making stuff up. Right. They're just making stuff up. But but, but can I sorry. Organizations as domestic so, terrorists. Sorry. I, I couldn't hear that you flickered out there. You don't uh, you just said you don't consider you don't designate organizations as domestic terrorist organizations. That's correct. What we do do is investigate individuals 
with proper predication. In some instances, those individuals will uh, conspire or engage in criminal conduct with each other. And in some cases, we will open a conspiracy investigation or a so-called enterprise investigation. Uh, of black individuals are activists that are involved in the movement around police abuse or civil rights in those categories. Again, the reason why I'm asking that is because there's a number of Black Lives Matter individuals, leaders who have been visited regularly by the FBI in their homes, who have been asked about their plans for various protests, uh, et cetera. Some of those individuals might not be aware that if they misrepresent certain facts to the FBI that they could, in fact, be committing a crime. And so I wanted to ask you specifically about your surveillance of these organizations. And it's my understanding that there were a couple of protests uh, where the FBI did surveillance and used surveillance aircraft, actually. Um, with organizations that were protesting in Washington, D.C. and Baltimore? So we're, we're talking about a, a few different things here. So the first thing is um, we do investigate individuals for criminal activity that occur and violence that occurs in the middle of protests, regardless of what the basis of their protest is. And I really can't speak to specific cases because I would need to know the facts, uh, and I would also need to make sure that I wasn't talking about an ongoing investigation. We do not investigate First Amendment groups. We don't investigate people for speech, for association, for assembly, for membership in domestic First Amendment groups. Uh, we have had a few not cases true. that I can think of off the top of my head uh, in the last two years um, involving individuals who committed domestic, we would consider domestic terror attacks uh, justifying their attacks, lethal attacks, I should add, justifying their attacks based on their interpretation of the so-called black Hebrew-Israelite faith. And so that, that's probably the best example that I could give you, but that's about the only thing that comes to mind as we're sitting here talking right now. The gentlelady's time has expired. Hmm. So I have read FBI testimony. Mm -hmm. I have read FBI reports. I have read the FBI investigate people because they're associated Correct. with with uh with oath keepers yeah. because they're associated with this mm -hmm. and if you're going to sit there and He's tell us that you're going to investigate people because of violence then why is bass all upset that maybe some people from black lives matters might get investigated by the by the fbi because they were involved in violence Again, you cannot call it a protest. You cannot call it a civil rights protest if you're burning down buildings and punching people in the face. He's absolutely, all the stuff that he's lying about, at least sometimes when he's lying about what they're doing, he's actually telling the truth. Because he's lying, he's, they're not how, that's not how they're operating. But the no. truth is that they would be investigating violent acts that occur within those protests. I, I think I was going through the, the site that listed something like 400 people under investigation, char in, in fact, charged, all these sort of things. He says they're only focused on violence. That's utter nonsense. Yeah. A majority of all of these cases, I read all the things they were saying they did, didn't do what they're charged with, was not did not center around violence. If 
if the thing about January 6th, if they were focused on violence, there would be very, very few yes. defendants. Yes, There would absolutely. be a small number of defendants. Right. you got over 400 people. No, no, there, it's now up to 600. Over it, 600 so it, people indicted. So the guy and, is an utter liar. And not only that, JC, they have over three dozen unindicted co-conspirators who may or may not be members of the FBI. Yeah. We're over time and being throttled now. So. Yeah. He is a liar. So many lies in that thing, which is very obvious. I mean, you can go look at all the indictments, look at all the charges, look at all the descriptions, the investigations, and you see mm -hmm. he's a liar. Yep. Utter lie. Oh, we're just focused on violence. People who commit violence. Nonsense. It's not about First Amendment protests. Bull malarkey. Right. You, you have people in jail right now, indefinitely detained. Because ba basically of the clothes they were wearing and who they were associated held with. hostage mm -hmm. for exercising their freedom of speech and, and yep. freedom of protest and assembly. Yep. So he's an absolute, absolute liar. Yeah. And the whole thing driven by this whole Maoist divisive racial agenda and the federal government is all up on it. And you saw right in the middle of what they were saying, he would never get, did I tell you he was, a, he was a ballerina? He would never give a straight answer. Never get a straight answer. And it, this is what it's all about. Right? This is who they are. So you need to know who your government has become and how your tax dollars are being used. You want to know how to fix this. Right? You want to know how to fix this. I'm telling you. You gotta watch non-compliant. Non-compliant will tell you how to stop the tyranny. Will tell you, teach you how to fix this. And then, as JC said, after you watch non-compliant, there will be a video series that you can go watch. Uh, our boot camp, activism boot camp, activism boot camp that you can watch to teach you how to move forward to defend the American principles, to defend the Constitution, to defend the liberties that are the possession of your children and your grandchildren, how to stop the tyranny. And they are chipping away at our rights, and we are chipping back. Yeah, we are chipping back. That's, that's the only way it's going to happen. Noncompliantmovie.com. Also, do not forget to go ahead and hit the like and the share while you're here. Make sure that you're doing this so other people can hear this. You're not going to find this on the mainstream media, and you're certainly not going to find how we teach you so plainly um, in, in, and so honestly and so transparently with facts um, in, in other media sources as well, because we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over personality. We are not here to feed you an agenda. I feel like I should make like somehow make a secret video somewhere to explain the symbolism in the non-compliant mm -hmm. picture there. Um, I know it, it. I don't know how many people understand. It's it's like. It's like the bird. It's like giving the finger. Right. Exactly. You know. I, I'll, I explained it on the one show way, way, way back. The are not Illuminati. No, but They're it, flipping it, off the Illuminati. Right. It is about the Illuminati. Yeah, it but is. It's, it but is. it's the middle finger. It's flipping out 
So, the Illuminati. Because if you notice, there's not one triangle. There's two. Yes. And the second mm-hmm. is upside down. Is upside down. And the uh, exclamation point represents something. <laughs> it's upside down initially, then it's right side up. The triangle's upside down, but what it, what was the exclamation point is now right side up. So I think I need to make like a video to explain the symbolism because it was because it was like it was funny because you guys ran and somebody came up like, hey, you guys got a lot of triangles and I'm not sure you know you know maybe you're not aware of how they. Illuminati and and all these people use those triangles. No, we're aware. That's that's, that's the point the of it. Point. That's why they're there. So they work in symbols. We work in symbols too. So this is giving the them the finger. The triangle was a symbol of something else before they co-opted it. Yeah. So anyway, I'll make a separate thing. Back. I explained it way back. So it's just a little funny, just kind of a funny thing on the just on the graphic. Um. So all, they're all seeing eye and all their nonsense. So we just did a little, a little funny to give them the finger if they're watching. Yeah. So anyway, thanks a lot, guys. We will see you next time. We love you. Remember, share the show. Tell everybody you like it. God bless. We'll see you.